Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank, and Americans are tired of being played for suckers. That's what Joe Biden himself said in his 2023 State of the Union address. And it's absolutely true. The American working class is tired. We're not suckers. We're just tired of all the bullshit. And something we fully understand is that there's a difference between saying shit and doing shit. Biden urged Congress several times to come together and finish the job on different pieces of legislation and policies. A billionaire minimum tax, antitrust enforcement, the PRO Act. Yes. Yes, Joe, to all the above. Yes. In all fairness and honesty, Joe Biden said some really appealing things in his address. He also said some bad things, which I'll get to, but there were some really good things, like wanting to restore federal protections for abortion, do more for mental health, make sure everyone has a livable wage, and build an economy where nobody's left behind. These are obviously good things, but what's the job? What job is passing this bill supposed to finish? Is the job making sure everyone has a decent life? If so, it'll take a lot more than what he's proposing. That's not to say that we shouldn't pass those laws. It's just that historically, we've seen that passing laws here and there isn't the end of the job. And here's the thing. A lot of these bills are the bare minimum and things we should already have. And they won't be safe even if they do get passed. They'll always be at risk of being rolled back. Take the PRO Act, for example. Biden said workers have the right to form a union. Let's finish the job and pass the PRO Act, Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Listen, the right to organize a union was legislated in 1933 with the National Industrial Recovery Act. Then the Supreme Court overturned it in 1935, which is typical of those folks. But Congress soon after passed the National Labor Relations Act, which restored that fundamental human right for workers to come together and demand better working conditions. The PRO Act would formally expand workers' rights, sure, but we've had the right to organize a union for a while now. It's just that corporations infringe on those rights and don't face any accountability. And the point of a union isn't just to have a union, to just sit there and do nothing. The point of a union is to have a structure in place for you and your coworkers to fight for better wages and working conditions. The right to form a union is the bare minimum. You got to let the union cook. You got to let the union strike if need be. And yet, Biden forced railroad workers to accept a contract that didn't include what they wanted. The railroad unions wanted to fight for paid sick days, and Biden said, nah, get back to work. You know, Biden said he wants the supply chain in America to begin in America. But what does the supply chain in America look like? It looks like a two-mile-long bomb train carrying hazardous materials derailing in Ohio because billion-dollar corporations lobbying Washington to keep safety regulations loose. As horrific as the derailment in Ohio is, it was inevitable. And the workers tried to warn us. That's what happens when you choose the wealthy over the workers. That's what happens when our right to organize and strike isn't enforced. That's why the job isn't finished after the PRO Act. Another example of the bare minimum being rolled back and the job not being finished, tax rates. Biden said the tax system isn't fair and no billionaire should be paying the same as a school teacher. Obviously not. And unless you're rich, mostly everyone agrees the wealthy should be taxed more. So to finish the job, Biden proposed a billionaire minimum tax at 20% on households that are worth at least $100 million. Right now, households in that bracket are taxed on average about 8% if they're not able to completely avoid paying taxes altogether. 
just 8% on your millions of dollars. Raising that to a minimum of 20% is truly the bare minimum. Let's say you're on the lower end of that bracket. You make $100 million and you're taxed at 20%. That's $20 million. You'll still have $80 million. That's more money than you'll ever need. And consider how that barely scratches the surface of a billionaire's pocket. 20% is the bare minimum. And here's the thing. We've taxed the rich more than that before. Listen, I know the econ and finance bros are going to come for me, and I know there's a difference between wealth and income, but in the 1940s, 50s, and into the 60s, the top income earners were taxed at around 90%. Let that sink in, 90%. I'm sure there were plenty of loopholes for them to avoid paying anything, but 60 years ago, the wealthy were taxed at 90%. But then the tax rate just plummets right after that. And now top earners are allegedly taxed at around 40%. And the income and wealth gap between the poorest and richest Americans is so much wider than it was 60 years ago. So again, yes, pass a minimum billionaire tax. Billionaires shouldn't even exist in the first place. But since they do currently, yes, tax them at at least 20% and make sure it's enforced. That's how you pay down the national debt that everyone's apparently so concerned about. But let's be honest. These things have a very slim chance of even getting passed. The Republicans control the House now. Very little progressive legislation will make it through Congress. So why does Biden feel emboldened enough to say these good things now? Why didn't he and the Democrats fight for these things last year? Well, in our lovely two-party system, where both dominant political parties are owned by corporate interests, they have to perform a delicate balancing act of creating an illusion that they're fighting for average people on the one hand, while actually protecting profits in the bottom line on the other. And with Republicans in control of the House, the Democrats can say whatever they want that makes them look good, and then blame Republicans when no progress is made. And it goes both ways. It's a doom loop. It's an endless blame game that permanently stalls progress. And both parties remain the only two dominant parties because they absorb any new and potentially threatening third-party options. Case in point, Bernie Sanders. Bernie showed us in 2016 and 2020 that more progressive policies like taxing the rich is very popular these days. And so Biden is absorbing those narratives into the Democratic Party with no intention of passing those policies, or maybe just the bare minimum. They say the good things while only doing the bad, what's bad for the working class. And so what were the bad things he said in his address? Modernize our military, send more equipment and personnel to the border, and the police just need more training, which ultimately means more funding. The U.S. military has an $816 billion budget, and you're telling me they're not already modernized? What more could they possibly need? ICE and Border Patrol have a combined $26 billion budget and 80,000 total employees. The border doesn't need more equipment and personnel. Police budgets have only ever increased, and yet the number of people who are shot to death by the police has also increased. Clearly, they don't use their budgets to train cops to not shoot people. So maybe we should rethink the whole situation with the military, border, and police. And to do that, we got to zoom out and look at what Biden was saying from a systemic view. Biden reasserted that he is indeed a capitalist, and he's shown us over and over again that that's true. But he also said that capitalism without competition is extortion. Without competition, it's exploitation. Now, he said this before, but no matter how many times he repeats it, it doesn't become any more true. Capitalism is exploitation. End of story. It doesn't matter how much apparent competition you have. 
Do you think corporations are just going to play nicely with each other? Do you know what competition means? It means constantly trying to gain an advantage over your competitors. And that means absorbing them if possible because competitors threaten your profits. Biden knows that capitalism is exploitation, and he knows that competition in a global economy will inevitably lead to conflict. That's why he said the bad things, because corporations have to find new markets. But corporations in other countries are doing the exact same thing. I mean, he even told it himself. He said he's committed to work with China to advance our interests, but if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. Really, when he says sovereignty, he means profits. I've talked about this before. China exports a lot of goods to other countries. They loan out a lot of money to other countries. And the U.S. wants to be doing that. All capitalist countries need to be doing that in a global economy that prioritizes profits. There's only so much profit you can make at home. You have to go abroad. And that will inevitably lead to conflict. That's why Biden says we need to modernize our military. So the U.S. can go across the globe and force and coerce trade deals extracting wealth and resources and labor from other countries, displacing those populations who then try to migrate here, only to find a border that's increasingly fortified, which is a hell of a deterrence, but folks will try to find a more dangerous way to cross the border anyway, illegally, which is what corporations want. They want supposedly illegal, undocumented workers that they can exploit more easily, because if they show any signs of organizing and unionizing, they can send the cops after them the cops who are apparently getting more training or whatever. It's all connected. Do we really want to finish the job? Do we really want to make sure everyone has a decent life? I do. It's really quite simple. Here's how we start. Defund the military. Defund the border. Defund the police. Take all that freed up money on top of what we get from taxing the rich more and pay for public services. Universal health care free education, public housing, social infrastructure. That's how you finish the job. That's how you build an economy that doesn't leave anybody behind. But the only way that our government will do that is if they feel pressure from below. Otherwise, they'll just say nice things. The working class needs to organize in the streets and in the workplace. Strike, rally, protest, march. We need to come together and demand that our elected officials put in the work for all of us and we keep building pressure until the job is done. Thanks for listening, and it's time to clock in.